Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphin fans, join myself, Michael Fink, and my Tua-loving son, Chris Ragoni, for the stretch run of the season and into the playoffs for our preview and review shows. It's going to be an exciting time. We're jacked up. This season has developed into one of the best ones we've had in a long, long time. So again, join us for two shows a week through the end of the season and the playoffs. And it's another FinFans podcast. I'm here with Lewis Ragoni, and uh, we watched that disaster yesterday, and uh, we're here to talk about it. How are you, Lewis? <laughs> oh, boy. I'm okay, I guess. I mean, thank God that game took place in 2023, you know? Yeah, we're, well, it doesn't feel like we're a year removed from it, does it? <laughs> um, no, not at all. I think it's going to take a while to get over that one. That was uh, it was not a good effort. I mean, not a good effort at all. Uh, just don't know how, you know, a team – I mean, we had a lot of injuries, but regardless of that fact, you know, we're supposed to be one of the better teams in the NFL. Well, so are they. <laughs> yeah, but um, talking about us, they did what they had to do, Mike. We didn't. We're supposed to be a top 10 NFL team, and, you know, to get decimated like that just isn't a good thing. You know, there's too much of this, you know, in this season when we go up against better football teams. Um, you know, our better players just don't seem to – don't seem to get up to the level that they need to in, in big games like this. Um, you know, you could start with Tyreek, who's basically dropped a touchdown pass in every big game we've had. You know, he did it in, um, in Philadelphia. Uh, I believe it was either Kansas City or Buffalo. He dropped one, and then again, of course, yesterday. Now, the drop yesterday with the way the defense played uh, may or may not affected the game as a whole, but regardless of the fact, you know, Tua's been subpar. You know, I think he had a poor game yesterday. 
you know, key interception when the game was somewhat tight, you know, it was one score game and that kind of changed it a bit. They had the interception and then went down and scored. They went up by two scores at that point. You know, in some of the other big games that we've had, he's been subpar. Similar situation in Buffalo and Philly where, you know, we were in the game and a big interception kind of, um, you know, changed, changed the game a bit. The defense, that's no excuse for them not to come up and, and make a stop. But it, it turnovers are, are, you know, important in games. And in these big games, you know, you just can't have it. Um, you know, had he had one in, you know, against Dallas a week ago, you know, the outcome may have been a lot different, right? Um, you know, he played a clean game last week, and, you know, you can't expect him to do it week in and week out. But, you know, when the defense is playing like it is, you know, the offense has to, you know, pick it up because the defense sure has times for us, you know, on the offensive side. You know, Chubb, it's unfortunate, the injury. But, you know, prior to that, you know, another big player for us on defense, you know, his his grade yesterday was just, absolutely hideous. I mean, he just didn't do anything up to that point. No, he really didn't. Um, You know, the secondary as a whole was just absolutely horrible. I mean, guys just running wide open all over the field. There's a lot of blame to go around for this loss. I mean, you know, when you lose by, (laughs) you know, 35 points, was it? You're going into the playoffs right now. You got a big game coming up against Buffalo. You know, I don't know what it does to their psyche, you know. Um, I think that uh, when you get dominated like this against a team that you're going to have to compete against at some point if you plan on going to the Super Bowl and they just dominate you as they did, you know, it doesn't really give you a good feeling going into the playoffs as a fan. And I don't know how the players will react to this, but, you know, I'm sure – you know, they're kind of realistic about things as well, uh, you know, when you look at it as a whole. I mean, you always go into a game confident, and every game is different. But when you lose a game like that, it's a difficult thing to just forget about two weeks from now. You, know, you want to know how bad it was? Go ahead. It was so bad. It was the <clears throat> most points Baltimore has ever scored in their stadium. <laughs> just unbelievable. And, you know, the defense was playing at, at a pretty high level for weeks. And, you know, the blame goes all over the place, Mike. You know, it wasn't only, you know, the pass defense. It was the run defense as well. I mean, it was just a complete, complete collapse. Wilkins had two tackles the entire game. Another guy who just his, his grade yesterday was, was very subpar. You know, Siler, Sealer. <laughs> tomato tomato i mean he he had a solid football game uh past that there were few and far between on the defensive side and i mean obviously when a team scores 56 points on you you're not going to get a lot of good grades from that side of the football but you know as a whole you know you had lamar jackson threw for 321 yards and then between justice hill and Gus Edwards, you know, they had uh, they had damn near 150 yards rushing between the two of them. You know, with Lamar Jackson's numbers, they were over 150. I mean, you know, you had Zay Flowers go over 100 yards. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, the guys are running wide open. This offense is not that explosive, or they haven't been up to this point in the season. And they just made us look silly. Um, 
you know, it's really hard to stay positive, you know, when you come out of a game like this. Um, but they've got to turn it around. You know, we've got a few days before we're playing Buffalo for the division now. Um, they have nobody to blame but themselves for being in this position. You know, the Tennessee game, had they won that, you know, you're looking at the division already. You know, we're already there. You know, we've got a home game. You know, now you, you put yourself in a position to where you've got to beat a Buffalo team who, by the way, hasn't looked that great the last couple of weeks. They've scrounged out wins two weeks in a row against some really bad football teams, the Chargers being one. Uh, with a with a team that's totally decimated with injuries, and then they played a New England team that uh, they won by six points yesterday. And New England, had they not turned the ball over like three times in the first quarter, dug themselves somewhat of a hole. Really played them nip and tuck for the next three quarters. So, you know, Buffalo is not that strong a football team in my opinion, but. With the injuries mounting on our side, you know, I think it's going to even things out quite a bit at this point. So now it's a crapshoot, you know, whereas, you know, you would have had the division had you won that Tennessee game. You know, we're crying over spilled milk here, but they put themselves in this position. And if they want to get a home playoff game, then they've got to win this week. I mean, this is this is a playoff game, plain and simple. They got put in prime time. Um, our stars have to rise to the occasion, the few stars that are left on the field, right? I mean, it, you know, it's like a cloudy night in the sky here. You know, the stars just keep fading away. You know, you're looking up at the sky and you're like, uh, yeah, where are all our stars? Where are all the stars tonight? Well, one by one, we have lost them. You know, Phillips, Connor Williams, you know, now Chubb, Xavier Howard, I mean, these are Pro Bowl-type players that it's going to be awfully difficult to overcome that. We're going to have to have a lot of guys step up and play some really strong football. Um, I think that at certain positions, uh, you know, the Chubb injury obviously is going to be very important because now you've got, you know, Ingram stepping in and getting a lot of playing time and his – grade yesterday was absolutely horrendous um you know he's a guy that's going to be playing the majority of the game you know Agba who was a healthy scratch uh you know I was talking to Chris earlier and um I wasn't aware of that I didn't know he was a healthy scratch I thought he was still you know nursing an injury of some sort that's why nope it's a healthy scratch healthy scratch so now you're asking a guy which he was very upset about by the way yeah you're asking a guy now who you basically made inactive over a guy like Melvin Ingram who just was pulled off the scrap heap two weeks ago, and he's active, and Agba who, you know, has been, I'm sure, trying to get back on the field because he has been injured the last couple of weeks, um, a healthy scratch, and now you're going to ask him to go out there and become basically your starter. He's going to have to be out there a lot. I mean, you may literally have Agba and Ingram as your two starting defensive ends, edge players, however you want to call it. I mean, Van Ginkel obviously will be in there, but they're in a bad position. You know, the secondary with the X-Man injury, um, you know, you're going to have Eli Apple come in who filled in adequately, right? He's a veteran guy. 
I mean, it's not all that bad because you do have a little bit of depth back there with Kahoo, and then, of course, you got Needham. You've got some veterans back there, but we're getting awfully thin, Mike. I mean, this time of the year is not the time to have these type of injuries, and, you know, we're, we're, we're snake-bitten. You know, it's, it's that simple. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. It's a bad situation, but the stars, you know, Tyreek Hill, Tua, you know, hopefully Mostert's back. Um, Waddle's back, hopefully, next week. I mean, these guys, Armstead's got to dominate at that left tackle position. You know, these guys have have to be the players. Ramsey, all of these guys have to step up and carry the load for guys that are not going to be on the field. I mean, it's as simple as that. And if they don't, you know, then we're looking at a playoff game on the road, probably in Kansas City. Right. I mean, it's it's it a certainty. Yeah. It's a certainty that it's going to be in Kansas City. So, you know, you either win this week and get that home game against, you know, a wild card team or you lose. And then two weeks from now, you have to go to Kansas City and play a football game, probably shorthanded. So, um, you know, they got to go out there and find a way to do it. Week 17, the uh, Bills beat New England 27-21. The week before, they beat the Chargers 24-22. Yeah, right. The week before, they beat the Cowboys 31-10. We had a much tougher time with the Cowboys. Right. And the week before that, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs 20-17. And I don't need to tell you how we did against Kansas City. So, I mean, this is the Bills team that's coming in here, a team that whipped us earlier in the season. And we've got to find a way not only to slow them down, but to beat them. Right. So Fangio's got his work cut out for him on that side of the ball. And uh, on the offensive side of the ball, McDaniel has to do a better job of adjusting in game to what what is happening. Because I I don't see it, you know. Uh, I don't know if anybody else sees it, but I don't see it. Yeah, I mean... You know, when you look when you look at Fangio, we'll start with him, you know, on the defensive side. Um, guys just didn't know what was going on out there, from what I could see. I mean, you had you had Holland on likely man the man. You had situations where guys were just running wide open. It was just way too easy. I mean, there was this this is something you haven't really seen out of the defense where you had guys running wide open all over the field. Yeah, no, we haven't. Um, they, they, they got totally outcoached yesterday. I mean, they were isolating their running backs on Duke Riley and he was getting annihilated in pass coverage. Um, you know, again, you know, the, the secondary just guys just letting people run down the sideline. I mean, nobody around them and catching balls, you know, 20 yards wide open, Zay Flowers down the sideline makes one move and he's into the end zone. Um, we saw something similar last week with Prescott to C.D. Lamb, you know, where yeah. they, they, they passed the coverage off and, you know, somebody did not do what they were supposed to do and it was an easy six. You know, they have to eliminate that against Buffalo. They have to make them work for everything and not give up these just wide open, easy plays. And you know that Buffalo is looking at film and saying, hey, you know, we need to exploit these you know these positions on the dolphin defense uh we get you know i see them trying to isolate maybe cook on duke riley much like the, the ravens did this past week that type of thing but you know fangio's got to come up with a better game plan i mean 
you know, the season's over and, you know, I mean, what, what are your thoughts, Mike, in regard, what grade would you give him as far as coaching goes this season? I probably a C. Yeah. I'd, I'd say the same average. Yeah. Um, to me, there's a good amount of talent on this football team. I mean, you know, X-Man and, and Ramsey, I, I would consider them both, you know, in the top 10. I mean, even though X-Man doesn't grade out that well, um, you know, among the corners, Ramsey does, X-Man doesn't. But you know what? I take X-Man over a lot of guys in the league that That's are what probably graded a little bit higher. Um you because know, the, he's got skills a lot of corners don't have. Yes. And, and that's why. And our two starting safeties are outstanding. You know, our defensive line, you know, they 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 were playing pretty at a pretty high level. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of talent on 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 that side of the football. And, you know, you go back, you know, this Tennessee game just keeps popping up in my head, and you go back to that. And the decision-making in regard to playing defense at the end of that game was very frustrating to watch as a fan and very frustrating, you know, for the football team as well. The players have to make plays, but the coaching staff has to understand what's in front of them as well and maybe do things a little bit differently than what they did. You know, and again, yesterday, you know, I didn't see an awful lot of adjusting. And if they did, then the Ravens were one step ahead the whole way because, you know, maybe they they put some defensive players in an extra nickel back to stop the passing game. But then they just ran the ball all over us yesterday, which is stuff that we haven't really seen of late. You know, I talked about how good the run defense has been this whole season. And yesterday they just didn't do anything right. What? Soever, so no, they 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 clearly won the battle at the line of scrimmage. Their offense versus our defense, it wasn't a contest. Yeah, and I don't have an answer to that. I mean, I know X Man went out. You know, he only he only had four plays on the field yesterday, and I know that had a factor in in regard to you know the fact that people were running wide open and so on and so forth. But you know, again, that's up to the coaches to to figure out you know, what they have to do to compensate for the loss of X-Man. Um, the run defense um, yesterday, there's really no excuse for it. I mean, it's been the same, you know, guys up front that they've had, you know, when they face Dallas, when they face some of these other teams. And they've done an extremely good job week in and week out, going back to Kansas City and stuff. None of these teams have really ran the ball all that well against us. But yesterday, what did Jackson have? He had, I think, 30, let's see, 35 yards, yeah, I so believe. They did a decent job against him, and maybe they were, you know, using too much resources to doing that. I don't know. They did, I mean, he had six rushes for 35 yards. Right. Um, Justice Hill had three rushes for 48 yards. I mean, that's pretty. That's a lot. That's over 15 yards a carry. Yep. Uh, Gus Edwards had 16 carries for 68 yards. I mean, that's over four yards a carry. They ran the ball extremely well on us. I mean, Lamar had a long run of, I don't know how, but they, they say it was 45. I don't even know. What I'm looking at here is you've got uh, a situation where you had three guys basically account combined, as I said earlier, for you know over 150 yards rushing. Yeah. Um, that's the bottom line. I mean, the averages and everything – 
are all pretty good. They were extremely successful in everything they did yesterday. Lamar Jackson did not really hurt us with his legs. And that's, you know, that was the question. That's the, yeah, that's the only positive. <laughs> and you're right, Mike. They did. They may have overcompensated for him running because as I'm watching the game, I saw a lot of, you know, three-man, maybe four-man rushes and the spy on one side or the other. You know, <laughs> it's funny because, you know, when you watch this team – under Flores and that defensive coordinator that we had last year, you know, Baltimore had a lot of big plays in that game, but it came from special teams. Right. I believe they had a defensive score. Lamar had a slant that he hit that went for 70 yards, and I think he had like a 60-yard touchdown run. So they had big plays in that game, you know, that, that resulted in a lot of scores. But you know, as far as them driving the ball like they did yesterday, it was a very, very different football game. And then the game prior to that, when we played Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, I mean, we just dominated him. You know, we, we sent blitzes at him all day long, and it was extremely effective. Obviously, the game plan yesterday, when you give up 56 points, <laughs> and it's all their offense that are scoring. You know, the defense did not score 56 right. points. They weren't involved in the scoring at all yesterday. Um, that's not a successful game plan and not a very successful day, um, you know, for Fangio and that defense. So um, they've got to uh, figure out a way, you know, to, to, to get back on track here. So, uh, you know, I guess we're going to take a break real quick and then we'll come back and talk about the offense. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, what can we say about the offense that wasn't said during the telecast? Well, I mean, the thing is this, is that when you look at us statistically on offense yesterday, it actually wasn't a bad football game. I mean, you had A-Chan go over 100 yards on 14 carries. He looked excellent, especially early. Jeff Wilson, three carries, 21 yards, seven yards a carry when he came into the football game. Tua, two rushes for 14, one rush, which made no sense whatsoever. And then Brooks had four for 12 yards. Um, A-Chan was the key guy carrying the rock yesterday, and he was absolutely outstanding. They were running the football well against a good defense. Um, so that wasn't the issue. When we looked at the grades across the offensive line, we had guys grading out in the 70s across the line, um, other than, of course, Lester Cotton. You know, you look at the passing game, and Tua, you know, he threw 16 incompletions yesterday, and some of those incompletions were really, really bad throws. I mean, you know, guys not even 10 yards away from him in the flat, just completely overshooting him. A lot of balls thrown behind receivers over and over. It was a bad one, the first one. I mean, it was behind the, behind the receiver. 
there were two guys. The, the pass was never going to be completed, regardless of who intercepted. I think both guys would have had an opportunity. If the first guy didn't get the second guy, would have. The ball was thrown behind them, as I said, so the receiver never had an opportunity to catch football. And there were a lot of those situations yesterday to where, you know, he was just not accurate whatsoever. He had a, he had a subpar game, in my opinion. Um, had a couple of decent throws, but overall, his performance, you know, in a game like this was, was very subpar. Tyreek, you know, this is the third big game that he's dropped a touchdown pass in. Um, you know, that's got to stop. <laughs> I mean, this week against Buffalo, we're not going to be able to afford drops in the end zone. You know, and he's done it in three of the, in three of the bigger games in the season. You just can't have it. We got to have Waddle back this week. You know, that's an absolute necessity. Cedric Wilson, touchdown catch on the first drive of the game. You don't see an awful lot of him the rest of the game. Um, Ingold got targeted once after that first drive. You know, he had a nice 18-yard reception, wide open. Teams don't account for these guys, but then it just disappeared out of the game plan. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I mean, We eight, talk about it all the time. They've got to spread the ball around. Yeah. And, you know, when they do it, they're successful doing it. So I don't know why it's not done more often, but what do I know? Yeah, I mean, Tyreek, yesterday, you know, you know what Waddle out of the game. You're in a position where all the attention is going to go to Hill, and he is your best player. He got targeted 12 times. Uh, you know, the rest of the team, that's the majority of the targets right there. I mean, the other starters, you know, Smythe had three targets, 54 yards. He had another very yeah. solid game. It's two in a row. And – you know, I think that that was there all day long if Tua just took it. You know, he forced some balls down the field a little bit in the, in the coverages that just didn't make an awful lot of sense. Um, you know, when you, look, when you look at Barrios and you look at Claypool, Claypool had an opportunity in the end zone. And, you know, he dropped the ball late yeah. in the game. I don't think it would have mattered at that point. Neither of those guys had a good grade, by the way. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a big drop-off. You know, once Waddle's off the field, you know, it, it's a big drop-off. But, you know, again, the positives on the offensive side, and, you know, was the offensive line graded out well against a pretty good defensive line on, on the opposite side. Um, A-Chan looked outstanding, and Smite, two weeks in a row, has had some pretty solid football games. So, you know, as you look at it, when you go into next week, you know, you've got some guys, you got playmakers here. You know, it's not like the offense is is really going to be shorthanded. We have lost some guys, um, you know, like Connor Williams, as I mentioned earlier, on the offensive side. But, you know, you're hoping that Waddle and Hunt are both back. I think that um, they were hoping for this for the situation where or they were planning on on this to where they wanted those guys back for this Buffalo game because obviously it's the most important game it would have been one way or another you know after the Tennessee game you're looking at this and you're saying all right well you know it's going to probably come down to that Buffalo game looking at the schedule ahead so I think that you know maybe keeping Waddle and keeping Hunt out up to this point is probably a positive thing. And once those two guys come back along with hopefully Mostert, you know, you're going to be in a really good position. I mean, the offense is going to be as capable as they possibly can be. 
And they are going to have to be the unit that wins this football game for us next week because we're going to be shorthanded on the defensive side. That's a reality, and that's the situation at hand. Um, So the offense is going to have to go out. They're going to have to be efficient. They're going to have to put a lot of points on the board. And if they do that, you know, I think, you know, I think we'll, we'll be okay going into the playoffs. If they fail, um, you know, we're going to have some problems because, you know, the defense is just, you know, you can't just keep losing the, the, the type, the caliber type players that we are losing at this You've point. You've got to be able to rush the passer in the NFL and, and we've lost our two best pass rushers and uh, yeah. that, that leaves a mark. It sure does. I mean, what it means is is that Wilkins and, and Sealer in the middle are going to have to dominate. They're yeah. going to have to flush him out of the pocket, not allow him to step up and make plays down the field uh, because you know we're going to be shorthanded on and, the and outside. And you know, Alan, you put pressure on him, and he'll run you over. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, I think Van Ginkle becomes a major, major factor in this game uh, coming up um, due to the fact that, you know, he, he can chase – and, you know, harass Josh, you know, Josh Allen a little bit. Um, you know, the secondary is it, – it's going to be a challenge for them. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I think Diggs um, going up against X-Man over these last couple of years, I feel X-Man's done a pretty doggone good job. That's even before Ramsey got here. Um, I don't know how Fangio's going to approach this. Um, if it was me – I'd have Ramsey shadowing Diggs all over the field come Sunday, just playing him man-to-man and then figure it out from there, especially with X-Man out. That's what I would do, Um, you know, because I think the other guys are, you know, they're good receivers, but I think that, you know, Eli Apple and Kahoo could probably match up pretty decently against them. When you start getting digs isolated on a Kahoo or, you know. We've seen that before. Or an Eli Apple, you're just asking for trouble. So, yeah, that's the way you approach it. But, um, you know, one way or another, Mike, I mean, you know, very, very frustrating football game to watch. Um, You know, as decimated as we are, you know, we've got a lot of talent still on the football field, especially on the offensive side. And that's going to have to be the unit that carries us going forward because these guys on the defensive side, I don't think are going to be back for the rest of the season. I'll just give you my uh, feelings. You know, I was really disappointed in the way the team played, but I knew they were playing maybe the best team in the NFL, arguably the best team in the NFL. Yes. And I know we're not quite there yet. I knew that before yesterday's game, and I think most often fans realize that. But what we were looking for was a, a, a positive entrance into the playoffs as we faced our final two games. And obviously now we're going to have to scratch and claw to win one of them. So it's not really the situation we wanted to be in because we knew if we could somehow get that top seed, uh, we would have a much better chance playing some of these more difficult teams. And uh, that didn't happen. Now we've got the second seed, and we got to keep it. Mm-hmm. we got to fight to keep it. So, you know, what stands in your way is a team that's won four games in a row and a team that has historically given us a miserable time. 
they've got to find a way to match up with Buffalo, and I don't know how they're going to do it. I'll be honest with you. I just don't know how they're going to do it. Now, we'll come back later in the week and talk about that game, and and maybe we'll figure something out, but uh, I don't know. Listen, you know, when you watch this game and you watch the first quarter and you see the offense go right up the field on this defense, you're feeling pretty good. You know, they yeah. ran the ball. They passed the ball well. They looked very good early. You know, the defense then gives it basically right back. The Ravens go right up the field, tie the game. Then we go right back up the field on that same defense. That's um, where you had the drop, right? And Hill has the drop, and we settle for a field goal. It's 10-7 at that point. The Ravens get the ball back. Sealer has a big sack, and we stop him. It's one of the few times we stop him. So right there, you know, you're at four possessions, and you're up 10-7. to seven. So you're like saying, man, this is going to be a really – should be 14-7, but we're okay with it, that. Right. It should be 14-7, <laughs> but 10-7, and with the way we're moving the football, we're, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. I mean, I'm sitting there, and I'm saying, wow. This is going to be a ball game here. I mean, they, they are they are moving the football on the Ravens. You know, we're, we're going to have some fun here. After we stopped the Ravens, we went three and out. You know, I felt that was a, a key point in the game as well. You know, you'd need to keep putting pressure on this football team. Um, after that, after we went three and out, the Ravens went right up the field. I mean, easy as pie, and they go ahead 14-10. And then... Um, we drive down the field again. We have another drive, Mike. Um, that's our fourth possession of the game, and we go down the field and we stall. McDaniel goes for it on fourth and five, and um, they throw a 25-yard pass down the sideline to Tyreek Hill, and you're saying, man, I'll tell you what, we're being aggressive and we're in this football game. But again, we stall. We have to settle for a field goal. But at that point, you're feeling pretty good. It's a 14-13 game, and three out of your four possessions, you've moved the football on their defense. So That's you're right. feeling pretty good about it. But on their next possession, after we kick the field goal, that's the Flowers' long touchdown. Easy as pie. Didn't have to work for it. Now we're down 21-13, and then we get the ball back, and then Tua throws the horrible pick. And... They go right back up the field, and now you're down by two scores, and you're saying, oh, boy, we are in some shit. And uh, it just snowballed from there. So, you know, we've seen this before. You know, we saw it up in Buffalo, you know, to where we were going back and forth early, and then Tua had the big interception. You know, this game was a one-score game, and, you know, we had the opportunity, and you just – you know, they're just really bad timed, bad decision uh, plays on his part. And it turned the game around. It's just that simple. You know, we come out in the third quarter and the Ravens have this ridiculous kick return. So now the special teams fail us and then they go in for a short field score and it's 35-13. And that, at that point... You know, you're pretty much thinking this is this is pretty much over. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as you looked at it as a whole, you know, there there was a time frame there where the teams were being very competitive against each other. Even though our defense wasn't playing well, the offense was keeping us in the game. And 
And there's going to be days like that, you know, to where the defense is just getting dominated and, and being ran over. It's up to the offense, you know, to, to keep them in that game. And, you know, the couple of mistakes definitely hurt us. So, you know, the offensive line grades were good yesterday. They did a really good job running pass blocking. Um, you know, Tua had an average grade yesterday. Um, a lot of a lot of passes, Mike, that I had I had no clue as to what the hell was going on with that. I just don't. I mean, they were just passes eight yards away from him in the flat. You know, he was just overshooting A-chan and, you know, high balls, you know, behind the receiver, you know, passes, so on and so forth. You know, it was a frustrating day. Tua was <laughs> not not the big problem. The defense definitely was. But Got to get on track for next week. The offense has got to, if we're going to win this game, Mike, as I said, they're going to have to carry us. He was 5 of 12 between 10 and 20 yards. Yeah, not good. Okay, and uh, he was 0 for 2 outside right deep, you know, 20 yards plus. And he hit the one on the left side that he threw. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so beyond 10 yards, that's how he fared. And, and, uh, you know, you got to be able to do better than that. And that's on the receivers as much as it is him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yesterday, Mike, I felt that he was not giving the receivers opportunities to, to realistic opportunities to catch balls at times. High throws yep. behind, throws that were behind them. Um, balls in the flat way over there. I mean, some of them were so far off the mark. We're, I'm looking at the TV and I'm like, well, who would, where was that pass? What, you know, what were we doing there? And I mean, it wasn't like they had a tremendous amount of pressure on us yesterday, you know? Um, you know, coaching wise, um, I feel that, you know, McDaniel at some point, you know, has, has got to in game decision making. He's, he's got, he, he's got to do things a little bit differently. It's, you know, you've got Waddle out of the football game. Target A-chain eight, nine times. Why not, right? The guy's dynamic. You get him in the flat, and, man, he makes a guy miss, and look out. Get him in open space. Just get him in open space. Whatever that space is, get him there. Exactly. Um, you know, and Cedric Wilson, when given opportunities, has played extremely well. Um He's made some tough catches. Smythe, yeah, Smythe has played well. I mean, I think they get away, and I don't know if it's him or if it's just based on Tua. I mean, obviously, forcing the ball down the field, that interception was just a big play, and it wasn't overly necessary. You know, it was a situation where we had we were moving the ball pretty well, and the dink and dunks in the middle, Mike, I don't care if Smythe catches 15 balls in a game, as long as – First down. They're moving the ball. First down. Right. First down. First down. I mean, the last two weeks, that's been there, you know. I mean, they're, they're not paying an awful lot of attention to us. And I don't care if it, you know, if we just move the ball down the field slowly. You know, we don't need those 60, 70-yard touchdown bombs. You know, if, if they develop at some point in the game, great. But move the chains. You know, the interceptions have got to – They've got to cease going forward, you know, especially at the time of the game, you know, that, that we're having them. Where well, we're he's, already he's been good with the interceptions yeah. in most games. 
in most games. Yeah. I mean, when you look at when you look at yesterday and you see the couple of picks that he threw, they they weren't good throws, Mike. No. I talk about this all the time in regard to giving the defense credit. You know, you have to give the defense credit at times where the guys just make phenomenal plays. Uh, they, they had great coverage, man-to-man down the field. You're shooting the ball down the field. I get that. But when you are throwing the ball into double, triple coverage and th- there's no chance whatsoever of that ball being completed, no matter what the – even if the first defense, even if the guy who intercepted the pass wasn't there, the second guy, was, second guy was going to get it because he threw it so far behind them. Mistakes happen. I mean, it is what it is. But you have to come back and basically say, hey, I got to now make up for that. I got to come back full throttle. We watched Marino do it for years. he throw an interception and then look out. It's like, okay – now he's pissed. And now what I'm going to do is is I'm not only going to get that touchdown back that I gave up, but I'm going to get us another one on top of that because I'm going to be airing it out and I'm going to get really pissed off over this stuff. We tend to just just crumble at some point in these games. And it's happened in every game, basically, uh, when we've played some of the tougher teams in the NFL. If you lose a shootout, you can handle it. You yeah. know, but losing, you know, when the other team scores 59 points, that's just not where you want to be. No, it's not. And, you know, when when you're going back and forth in a game like this, as they were early on, I mean, as I mentioned, it was 14 to 13 going into the second quarter or into the second quarter. And you're feeling pretty good. You're saying, hey, you know what? We keep We keep ourselves in this football game. In the end, we may have a shot. But look, I was okay at halftime. I mean, I knew we were behind, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? They create one turnover, we're right back in the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. You know, they're a good team. I know we're playing maybe the best team in the league, as I said. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we're battling and we're close. And I'm, you know, I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with the team competing, but they didn't compete yesterday. And that's, that's what. That's what gets me upset. Okay, and, and rightfully so. It gets every Dolphin fan upset. I mean, listen, you had a 13-14 game, and then you know we allowed them to score a couple of touchdowns in that second quarter. They scored 21 points in the second yeah. quarter. And that, that's telling right there. I mean, you're in the football game. Through the second and third quarter, our offense scored a total of three points. There you go. You can't you can't do that. You just can't. You have to continue to compete. You have to continue to make plays. You have to find a way. You have to find a way. I mean, they had no problem with moving the football early on in this game. You know, that's what that's where Chubb has to knock a ball loose out of the quarterback's hand or, you know, they've got to create. And, you know, I didn't see much creating yesterday. No. The offense, like I said, we had 13 points early in this game, Mike. You know, we wound up with 19. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of went in the tank really for for a good while there. And, you know, you have to answer. I mean, you may have a similar situation in this Buffalo game this yeah. week. 
to where they're moving the ball and we're moving the ball. And you just can't crawl on the rock for two quarters and expect your defense in in the condition that they're in, their health, the health situation, to actually stop Buffalo. It's going to they, – they could possibly slow them down. I don't see them stopping them. They so. can create. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to do. They need to be punching those balls out. They need to do whatever they have to do to make sure that uh, – Buffalo doesn't score 30, 40, 50 points. Yeah. I think that McDaniel is going to have to really come up with an exceptional game plan in this football game. It'd be nice if Danny Crossman did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. With Listen, with, with the defense in the situation that they're in, this has to become a possession-type football game for our offense. You have to keep that in mind, that – you don't want the defense being out there an, expen- an extended period of time and um, constantly going back out on the field and trying to stop a Buffalo offense that is pretty healthy at this point in the season. Yep. They don't have any major injuries on that side of the football. So what you have to do is, is if you're McDaniel, is you have to come up with a really, really good game plan to keep the ball out of Buffalo's hands. And let's just hope he does. And if they make adjustments during the game, then he has to make adjustments during the game. I, I feel he's lacked that at times, you know. Um, in the red zone, Mike, and I understand Tyreek Hill dropped the ball. Um, but, you know, you've, you, you've got to get the ball in the end zone. I don't care who does it or how they do it. They just have to find a way to score some points and and make this game winnable for us this coming week. All right. All right? All right. I mean, you know, it's painful. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we'll be back later in the week. We'll talk about the game a little bit more and uh, hopefully uh, have some better information as far as the injuries are concerned. I know Tua's shoulder, they say, is sore and everything's going to be okay probably, you know. Uh, But we'll see. Yeah, I think X Man is is definitely out. Yeah. Um, you know that what we want is you know we need Mostert, Waddle, and Hunt back on that offensive side. That would be a major boost to that side of the football field. Um, that side of the team. When you look on the defensive side, you know you, you're going to have to get answers from guys that you haven't depended on most of the season. So. We understand where it, where it's got to come from this week. So, absolutely. All right. All right. We do apologize for not having our last show. Uh, just we could not get together on uh, timing, and that's the way it worked. So, anyway, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Lewis, thanks for joining me. I'm actually joining him because I'm in his place in Georgia. Uh, but... Uh, Anyway, we'll we'll be back later in the week. I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope y'all had a great New Year's Eve and uh, New Year, and uh, best of luck to everybody. And uh, we'll be back later. Until then, fins up, everybody. Yeah, happy New Year. Uh, it wasn't a great uh, <laughs> it wasn't a great weekend, but um, listen, New Year, positivity. You know, we got to go out and we got to spank Buffalo. So, um, fins up, Dolphins.
Podcast Network.